The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Big matchup tonight, no doubt about it. Let her rip. All right, so everybody's pulling for Alabama, aren't they? Huh? Some of y'all pulling against Alabama? Tell the truth. (laughs) Are you tired of the Crimson Tide? One guy who's not is my man Jim Dunaway. He is at Jim Dunaway on Twitter. His buddies call him Dunaway. He's part of the Jocks Roundtable, WJOX in Birmingham. Jim, I really do appreciate some of your time today. It's great to catch up, and here you are again. Congratulations, covering, yeah, a, covering a national yeah. title game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here we are. And listen, in 2009, when I was in Pasadena, you know, I, I was rallying everybody in the SEC. Come on, man. It's got to be the SEC, SEC, SEC. <laughs> and then in 2010, I was covering Auburn. I was like, come on, everybody's got to cheer for Auburn, SEC. <laughs> then in 11 and 12. And, you know, here we are in 2020, and you bring that in. They open there. And, and I got to laugh because I know, I know, I know that, um, I know people are tired. I know people are tired of, <laughs> of Nick Saban. I know people are tired of Alabama. And uh, it's been a great run. This, it's going to end someday. Uh, and a lot of people just hope it's not tonight, Matt. It's been an amazing run. It's been an amazing run. No, it really has been. And, an amazing run, but it's, like you say, still going, okay, in this game tonight, we all are making predictions. I predict Alabama to win, all this kind of stuff. But, Jim, you guys know as much about these two teams and personnel. You've been breaking it down forever and following them all year and recruiting for years now. Is there anything that Alabama – tell us specifically what it is, if anything, Alabama fans have to worry about in this game. Uh, Alabama fans are uncomfortable with the defensive play, the way they play defensive football. Okay. And some of that is the offense. They score sometimes in a minute and 10 seconds. You know, they'll put three, you know, three touchdowns on the board and it'll happen in, you know, a two minute drive, a minute 30 drive and a 215 drive and your defense wears out and the numbers aren't the same. But this defense has had problems. You go back to the old miss game with missed assignments. And I think that is the biggest concern. If you put in the old Miss tape and you see how they were trying to call adjustments to the sidelines late and Lane Kiffin caught them napping and not in position and they gashed them running the football, that's exactly what Ohio State did to Clemson last week. Brent Venables is known, much like Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and Nick Saban and Jeremy Pruitt and Nick Saban and Pete Golding are known for that late, uh, they set their defense, the offense audibles, and then the defense audibles again, and they look for that audible, that last audible, and boom, Ole Miss caught him looking because Lane Kiffin knew that going in. Mm. And they did that, Ohio State did that to Brent Venables last week because they knew Brent liked to either still sign, borrow a sign, or call a late audible, and caught them napping over and over, and that's how they've been able to gash people running the football. That is the concern for Alabama fans tonight. 
It's why I will have only a light lunch with usually crackers and cheese, and I'll be nervous myself tonight. <laughs> Jim Dunaway on your radio right now, at Jim Dunaway, a part of the Jocks Roundtable in Birmingham at WJOX. So the speaking of that defense, I was looking at it, Jim, and, and just kind of, even though it's a shortened season for Ohio State, going back and looking at some of the things they did against better teams, and it really jumped out at me that against Clemson and Northwestern and Indiana, they had double-digit explosive running plays in the run game in all of those games. 12 explosive run plays against Clemson, 12 against Northwestern, 11 against Indiana. And, and the thing is, for all the things that Alabama's defense maybe hasn't been all year, one thing they haven't done is given up a lot of explosive run plays, even against teams like Texas A&M. When you look at Ohio State's run game, what has been that conversation on your show this week and how you, how you think Alabama can slow down their running back? Well, first off, uh, you know, Alabama's different now than they were in the 11-12 era before mm -hmm. the uh, no, no huddle offenses that Gus Malzahn brought into the league, that Hugh Freeze brought into the league. Uh, they used to be big. Remember Mount Cody? He used to be the big guy. He'd plug up that middle, and then the defensive ends would do their things, and the linebackers, Hightower, and those guys would make all the tackles. Well, now they're a lot speedier on that front line, which means that they don't eat up as much space as they used to. Right. Um, and so the run gaps um, are there. Sometimes they fit them well. Sometimes they don't fit them well. They do a good job, except in the Ole Miss game, of fitting them well. And Pete Golding said this week, when they put in the Ohio State tape, two things have happened. One, is either the run gaps haven't been fitted well, or two, um, the Clemson guys were not winning their battle, and Ohio State were putting them on tracks and just running them out of there. Mm -hmm. And they think that it'll be a one-on-one -on -one battle on the, in the trenches, and these young, no-name Alabama uh, defensive linemen have to go win their battles. And Pete Golding says that a lot, man. Sometimes it's just one-on-one -on -one football, and you got to win your battle. And they're counting on those three guys, four guys, who will have their hand in the turf tonight to win their battles, and if they do that, they think the linebackers are really good and can eat up that, eat up that space. But it starts with fitting that gap right, and then it starts with winning your battle. Really good stuff. Jim Dunaway on your radio right now, uh, one of the main voices on sports radio and television in Birmingham for years, and he's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone. Jim, how would you describe what it is like in Alabama – and for your audience, when Alabama wins a game like this in a title versus if they don't, how do you describe the difference in the atmosphere and the mood in that state? Um, it, you know, if you, if you didn't, you'd be embarrassed the way we would all act tomorrow if Ohio State wins this game. You really would. Mm -hmm. Because most programs around the country, 99% of them, would love to be in the national championship game. They would have loved to have been there in 18 and lost and in 16 and lost. But, but when you're in the championship game, you want to check that last box and it will be uh, a somber hangover. Hangover is the only word I can come up with that will hang over this state for a long, long time. And that's why I said on the air today, Matt, the first time I cried after an Alabama football game, was 1973 
when Alabama had already won, they used to award the AP National Championship at the end of the regular season. Alabama already had half a title, but they were playing Notre Dame. It was the first ever meeting down in the Sugar Bowl, New Year's Eve, Era versus Bear, Bama versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame won the game 24-23. I cried. <laughs> and I don't know if I've cried after an Alabama loss since 1973, but I will cry tonight if this team doesn't win at all. Not because I'm a kid anymore, but because they're undefeated in a SEC schedule, 10 SEC regular season games. They beat a talented Florida team for the 11th win. They beat that Notre Dame program for the 12th win. They've won the Heisman. They've won the Davey O'Brien. They've won, you know, seven awards. Assistant coach Nick Saban going to break Bear Bryant's record tonight. All of that's on the line, but at Alabama, all of that goes away. If you don't finish the deal and check that last box and win the national championship, we just won't talk about this team ever again if you don't win the national championship. And that's the way it is. And I will cry a tear tonight for this group of players if they can't check that last box. And it's a losable game, but it'll be a hangover on this state. And I don't know how long this one will last because Nick Saban has said this is his favorite team. And a lot of fans have fallen in love with this team because of what this country's gone through this year and because of how this team has stayed to its business and handled its COVID situation, has handled its social justice situation, and how they've handled being teammates to each other. And a lot of these guys came back and didn't go to the NFL that could have gone, Devontae Smith and others, and they've come back for this night to win a national championship. And they can't do it tonight. I will shed a tear for that group tonight because they've, They've sacrificed so much. Wow. And they're so loaded, too. You know, when we kind of go the this monster that is just, you know, here's Mac Jones and he can beat you. And here's Najee Harris and he can beat you. And here's, you know, not to mention the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, he can beat you. Jim, does do you think Ohio State has anybody that can run with Devontae Smith? Uh, sure they do, you know, and you've, you've heard from Sean Wade. I think Sean Wade will play in the NFL, you know, and I think tonight he could he could improve his, his stock really well. I think he's an NFL guy, mm-hmm. and I think they've got some other guys on that defensive backfield that can do it. But, uh, you know, I, I think this will be won um, by a lot of big schemes on the Ohio State side. If I was playing Ohio State, I wouldn't do it exactly the way Barry Odom in Arkansas did it, and I wouldn't do it exactly the way, you know, Arnett and other guys have tried to do it, but I would make Alabama beat you with paper cuts. And then, you know, that slows the game down, and then I'll try to match them. I'm not going to do like Lane did at Ole Miss and try to just go blow to blow and get in the middle of the ring and swing all night long and see who's standing at the end. I'm going to make Alabama beat me with Najee Harris, and I'm going to make them beat me with Billingsley and Bolden, and I'm not going to let Devontae Smith beat me, and I'm not going to let Mechie beat me deep. I'm going to make their drives be five minutes and six minutes. I don't want them to be a minute and 30 seconds. And, um, you know, I think the path to victory for Ohio State is to make Mac make more throws and then Mac turn the football over. His last loss was at Jernier Stadium. He wasn't, you know, this quarterback that mm-hmm. he has become this year. He was a guy taking over for Tua, but he threw two pick sixes. He hasn't thrown a lot of bad decision throws this year, and I would try to make him make some bad, lose his patience tonight and make some forced throws. And that's, I think that's Ohio State's only path to victory. And just on a personal side, too, Jim, for you and, you know, the Jocks guys and, and media there in Birmingham, I, 
I'm assuming that this is normally a game that you would definitely be there and attend in person. Are y'all able to do that? Are you there? Or is, or is this like, you know, everybody's having to stay away because of the COVID thing? No, we, this is the first one. And, you know, we've been all over the country with Alabama and Auburn since yeah. uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. That one national championship. But because of COVID, we are not there. Uh, you know, there's no access to the team. There's no access to the coaches. Uh, no access to practices, all the stuff you usually go for, even right. post game. There's no access for post game. It's all on Zoom. Uh, so we'll be doing that from here. And, uh, it has been very different. A lot of FOMO for me. I could have gone, um, but I chose not to go. And we, you know, we're not even, you know, we're not even doing shows from in our studio yet, mm-hmm. um, because of the social distancing rules and stuff with our company. So no, they were not about, a, about to let us go on the trip. So it is, uh, there are people down there. Um, I know I've talked to people at the Fountain Blue or the Fontaine Blue. I don't know how you say it. I'm from Alabaster, Alabama. <laughs> uh, but the nice resort that Alabama stayed at in 2012, and it stayed there again when they beat Oklahoma, and they're back there. And the weather's been beautiful, and uh, the players have enjoyed it, their quick trip as much as they can there on the resort. But it is business, and uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, the usual bowl festivities. No pie-eating, no meat-eating contests like we usually have on these trips. Yeah, just totally different. It has been all year, but being able to yeah. see these games on TV really is kind of the saving deal for all of us. Um, you know, it, it, Jim, it's interesting to talk to you about it every year and, 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 and look at it. The experience that you guys get to go through as media and fans in the state of Alabama, um, I hope you don't take it for granted, you know, because it really is a, it really is a heck of a deal. Uh, the rest of us don't it, get to experience it. It is. It is. And, you know, I, I I think the same thing when I see state roll out to the College World Series. I've been there once with Alabama and Auburn, and I'm like, man, to never take that for granted when you guys roll into a super regional or everything. That is special, too. But mm-hmm. I, I will tell you, um, I preach it all the time. You never know when the last one is coming. And, you know, tonight may be it. Alabama may win it tonight, and it may be Nick Stevens' last one. And, you know, you never know the last time you pick up your child, you know, before they grow up and they're too old for you to hold them anymore. You never know the last, you know, kiss, the last time you hear a certain song. So appreciate it, man. Enjoy life and soak it in tonight. Whether you're an Alabama lover or an Alabama hater, soak it in tonight. Cheer for them or against them, but enjoy life. Yeah. Get your money's worth, as they say, right? <laughs> That's right. That's, That's it. That's right. Great stuff. Jim, listen, it's good to hear your voice, uh, and I need to do this more often. That's on me. But be thinking about you tonight as I watch that ball game. It's going to be fun, and I'll look forward to tuning into your show tomorrow online. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, guys. Y'all be blessed. All right. You as well. That's Jim Dunaway. Y'all follow him on Twitter, at Jim Dunaway, to spell out his name. A uh, longtime TV radio personality in the uh, state of Alabama and in that Birmingham market. He's the part of the Jocks Roundtable and WJOX in Birmingham. And you think about all these title games, and this is, like you say, this is the first one that, you know, kind of as a company and as media, they're not able to go to it. It's totally covering the thing remotely. And they have a three person radio show, three hosts. And they still aren't even getting in the same room and hosting their radio show together because of their company's rules. That's just kind of the where it is. But when you turn that TV on tonight, it'll look and for the most part even sound like football. <laughs> and, and I, for one, am looking forward to it. Y'all stick around. A little ways to go with you here today on this Monday in the Bureau. 
Farm Bureau Studio. Stay with me. 